Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 232 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about my Pinberg Fantasy roster. That's right. What five dudes would I choose to be wieners at Pinberg this year? I'm also going to be chatting briefly about my guess at Stern's new game. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it, okay? So this year, I believe, as was last year, Tim Sexton, who's an admin on the uh, Facebook group for 2019 Fantasy Pemberg. Now, it is a closed group. Wanted to thank Greg Pavarelli for sending me off an invite for this, by the way. You do need an invite from a friend. So if you have me on Facebook and you're listening to this and you're someone who would like to be part of the Fantasy Pinberg uh, experience, then let me know. So how does a fantasy thing work? I have not done a lot of fantasy football, even though I know that's the thing that's the most, but you can do fantasy for anything. This is a free one. It costs nothing, which is awesome. You win nothing, which is totally cool. It's just for fun, right? So... How it starts is you start with $400 of fantasy money, and then you have to buy up five people on your roster who you think could do well or get you some points, or, you know, you can pick them for whoever your faves are, or you can be really smart about it and pay the people that you think are underpaying. Um, and uh, my my good buddy there, Ian Hayward of Gamma Goat, who was uh, live streaming a little bit of Waz last night. Got to watch some of that. It was nice. I'll be honest. It was really, really, really hard for the last week for me to go onto Twitch. Um, a couple times I went on there and I saw people were live streaming. I couldn't even bring myself to type into chat. Um, as a lot of you know, I've been a little bit butthurt for the last week. Like Honestly, at least 20% of the reason why I moved to Nova Scotia, so far away from all my good friends, so far away from all my awesome family. At least 20%, maybe 25% is so I could finally get my own pinball room with more than one or two pins in it because we could just really couldn't afford a house like that in and around London that had the land that my wife and I also wanted. So, and of course I need an extra room for my kids, that sort of thing. I don't want to go too much into it, but yeah, I was talking to my buddy Chris Pinter in there last night, Chris Grosner. And he was saying, hey, buddy, you know, you've sounded kind of upset the last little while on the show. And yeah, darn right I've been upset. I came all the way out here to Nova Scotia to, like, grow as a pinball streamer. And I found out I can't do that. So I apologize to all my pinball nerds out there listening if I haven't been my... Well, for a couple of weeks there, I was just getting ready to move and trying to sell the house. So I do agree, and I have seen the numbers go down. But I'm back. I'm feeling better 
you know, I'm still a little butthurt about the streaming, but I will make do where and when I can. Like right now, I'm on roaming on my phone. Right now, if you were to phone or text me, I wouldn't even get it because I have roaming turned off. Now, I am on my Wi-Fi, which is going extremely slow and will take like 20 minutes to upload an episode of Pimble Nerds Podcast, about the same amount of time it takes to record it, by the way. But the good news is, is that I'll always have the Wi-Fi going so I can always upload a daily dose of pinball for you guys, which I'm going to try to get back into the, the mode of doing each and every day. And something Chris said last night was that ever since I started streaming, some of the podcasts have felt, you know, he didn't say if he felt rushed, but he what he was getting at, and we are going to talk about it live on the show, actually, more than likely either this Thursday or this Friday, he's going to do a call-in. Uh, Chris is going to update us about the Southern Fried Gaming Expo, his experiences there, how well he did with his missions or how well he didn't do due to, due to being super busy with a couple other things. Uh, I did. He did let me know that he got to chat a little bit about, about himself and our podcast with Mr. Jason Fowler of Slap Save Pinball. So that was pretty cool. Um, but he didn't get as many mini pinterviews done for the show as he had wanted. And I think that he was actually shocked by how long the pin golf tournament was. I think he said he was he he had assumed it would be like two or three hours, and he ended up playing almost pinball all day long. And that's what can happen at these shows. Uh, you've heard me uh, talk to Mr. Michael Todd, uh, Speedy of Speed City Records, about this. And I know Julie Dorsters and I have talked about it as well. Sometimes you go to these big shows or expos, and if you're choosing to be part of the game or the tournament each and every time, you may not get to have as much time to go around and do interviews or pinterviews or chat with as many people. You might not have the opportunity to play as many of the games on free play or see all the collectors' awesome uh, machines that they brought. Or you might not have to, as much time for socializing as you wanted, which, you know, so it is always a give and take, just like with pinball and just like with me moving out here to the East Coast. I knew darn right that there would maybe be a chance. I never thought the upload strength would be under one uh, megabytes per second, to be honest. But I knew darn right that there was a tiny chance that I may not get to stream out here. And even though I didn't want to think about it, I didn't want to talk about it, I thought between, oh yeah, between the three different internet carriers, it seems like everyone I've talked to has said that I'm on Bell and Bell is the best here, so... It's, we're probably staying on that. I, I still haven't lost complete hope because I've had now two people tell me that no, from time to time, if you have Bell on your cell phone, which I do not have Bell for my cell phone service, but if I have Bell Reliant for my cell phone service here on a clear night, if I stand on top of the peak of my house and I get on top of a 40-foot ladder and go to the top of that and then I get the longest tree branch in my neighborhood and I put my cell phone on top of that, and I pull like, I don't know if you've seen the new uh, newest episode of Stranger Things or newest season. I don't want to be too much of a spoiler alert, but one of those nerds gets a girlfriend and they have to go get uh, an antenna up super high on a local mountain to try to just uh, possibly hear her voice, right? So I, I don't want to give too much away here, but I might have to look like that and try to attempt to do that to possibly just stream with like two cameras on 8-bit quality because, yeah. So I'm sort of just joking around, but I'm partially serious. First of all, I'm going to get to stream at tournaments when they're around, hopefully, especially once I've gone a couple times and met the people around here and the pinballers. Then the next option is once I go meet those pinballers, a lot of their houses are in 
like Halifax. I know there's someone I've already chatted with that's in Halifax. It has several machines, you know what I mean? And once I get to know all of those people better, there's the possibility. I know that the internet speed in, in, in Halifax is far better. I did a speed test when we were there. I could just hotspot off my phone, no problem in Halifax. I would guess the same would be in Moncton. I noticed in Moncton when I tried... I should do a speed test in Moncton, then I might get to live stream it, spin out records, and then I should do a speed test when I'm in St. John and Fredericton and all these other places and find out, because I have like 20 mega data on my phone, so I can do a lot of live streaming. I can't be doing 12 hours like I was doing before, but I can do a lot. But let's get back to our 2019 Fantasy Penberg guesses, okay? So originally, I took Keith Elowin. You have $400 hypothetical dollars to spend and you have to pick five people everybody else who's not in the list of like the top 50 most likely to win are 20 bucks believe it or not mr jack danger dead flip himself is 20 bucks but i didn't even see he was on there until after gamma goat let me know because i told uh, i told ian last night the world's most okayest uh pen turn that I explained to him that, you know, I had chosen him. And he's like, no, you fool. You fool. I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but that's how he acted. Why did you not choose Jack Danger for 20 bucks? And I'm like, oh, snaps. So now I've already put in my roster. I'm not going to go through canceling and putting in a new roster. But I can tell you what. There is a rule here in the instructions page that explains that if someone drops out or can't make it or whatever and then i guess there's has to be a new rule for if they slam rage tilt out and have to get kicked out but if for some reason one of my players can't make it for any reason you better know that i got jack danger on backup like he's popping in there now i didn't go read through everybody else's i did see my name on there for for sh shats and gaggles if you wanted to be guaranteed to get no points you could always pick albert agar for your last 20 dollars but please don't i highly recommend that you pick jack danger um it, it's shocking that he's not even listed on here, but it's probably because he plays so few tournaments, according to IFPA. So, but when he does play, sorry, that was a Nova Scotia yawn. You sound like a, <laughs> I don't know, a puffin or whatever national bird is around here. Um, so, yeah, let me just go over the top 10 here for you, though. Keith Elowins at 223.05. I had him on my list, but then I couldn't add like three other people I wanted because everyone was off by like five bucks. So you can see if you only have $400, you spend $223 on him, then you don't have room left for anyone else. So for instance, you you couldn't even pick Keith and Raymond Davidson. Good old Ray Day there's at 205. Uh Daniel Atchari is at 186. Um Jorgen. I can't pronounce his last name. Jorgen H is at 163. Eric Stone's at 151. Jim Belcito is at 145. Zach Sharp, 143. Kaylee George, 137. Josh Sharp at 134. So, and Mr. Steve Bowden, fun with bonus himself, is 11th at 133. Tied with Colin McAlpine at 133. Well, I think he's like 30 cents more or something, but and then it keeps going down here and down here and down, and, and there's tons of great players, okay? But um, I chose to pick Escher Lefkoff. That's right. So Escher's my big, like my big purchase. And I think he's a little underrated. Escher's down here at 114 bucks. That is a steal for Escher. Come on. I think Escher is, is at least half as likely as, uh, Raymond Davidson to win. No, 
I think so. I mean, Raymond Davidson is very consistent, an incredible player, obviously the world's number one. Of course, if Keith Elowen played all the same tournaments as Raymond Davidson, I strongly believe Keith Elowen would be number one, most likely. But that's why Keith Elowen's at the top, right? And Ray Day's right behind him. I, I don't know these things for sure. They're just my guesses. But here's who I chose, okay? So uh, Escher Lefkoff at 114 left me money to have Mr. Robert Gagno, uh, Canadian Canadian friend of mine. Well, Facebook friend. We haven't met in real life, but I suppose it would be great if we got to do that at Pinburg. Then we have another Canadian. So yeah, I chose quite a few Canadians here. Um, three, three out of five were Canadians, put it that way. So my third choice is Phil, <laughs> Phil Birnbaum. And Phil Birnbaum is from Ottawa. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple times now. We haven't, like, chatted lots. I'm not sure if he knows who I am, maybe. But the good news is, is I think he was way underrated. And I think if he's, you know, if he's having a good round, he's got a very good chance. I don't know if he can win finals. That's going to be, I think he can. But I I wouldn't, like, put my money down saying he's going to win finals. But... I would put my money down to say there's a very good chance this man's going to A-finals. Uh, next is my man Joe Lemire. And no, it's not just because Joe sent me out the Facebook request uh, or for this. But it's not just because uh, he just co-hosted episode 100 of Head to Head Pinball, one of my favorite pinball podcasts. Uh, all of last year, also, Head to Head was my favorite pinball podcast. They won the Pinball Nerds Podcast Awards. That was my version of the Twippies. I did it last December. You can go check it out if you're real bored. Um, it, it, it was kind of just me having fun, shooting the shots a little bit, talking pinball as I always do. But Joe Lemire, since he has joined the show, I think that that has really helped. Because for a while there, the show was kind of meandering and didn't have you know, a stable co-host, and I really missed my main thing on there, was hearing Ryan C. and Martin R. arguing, and not arguing, but bantering, bantering is the word, and uh, Joe's in there now doing that, so I can't wait, I'm going to go have a bath, because my leg's got about 900 skeeter bites on it from doing like a three-hour trek to uh, uh, a gorgeous waterfall, but uh, the mosquitoes were not gorgeous, and my homemade all-natural bug spray lasted for about the first 20 minutes, and then my legs just became tenderloin beefsteaks for uh, the the province's uh, mosquitoes. Uh, so I think I'm actually going to go buy some DEET. It's not great for you. I've avoided it for years, and in Ontario, pretty much anywhere, including on the Bruce on the worst day, you can get away with like all-natural mosquito repellent. But out here, you need the deets. It doesn't mean I'm going to spray it in my face or my eyes or like wheeze the juice like Polly Shore. Be like, ah, yummy deets. No, but I'm probably going to spray it all over my freaking clothes anytime the bugs are that bad because it's just not fun. The whole walk back, like literally I was swinging a stick like a lightsaber currently around me, like nonstop. Uh, if I, you know back where I'm from, you would look, and if you saw like a mosquito on your arm or your leg, you'd slap the mosquito. No, here what I did is about every 30 seconds, I just took my hands and like ran them down both my legs and felt how many mosquitoes I crushed on the way down. Um, It actually took me like 15 minutes just to get all the uh, crushed mosquito gunk out of all the hair on my arms and my legs. I'm in my hair. Oh my God, in my hair. I think I got about 15 bites on my scalp. And these guys, they, they have no problem getting into my hair and finding the scalp and sucking all my blood out, which fine, I'll share the blood. It's great. My body can remake more blood. 
But the, my issue is, is that like, can you just find your way out of my hair? Like I couldn't believe how many dead mosquitoes I had in my hair. But I wanted it hard out here on the coast. I wanted things a little, a little more wild. And boy, is it wild. Our house is literally six houses away from a game reserve, which goes on for like 45 minutes all the way from the coast all the way to here. So it's great that there's no hunting there. I don't have to deal with like loud bangs and hunting season because they're not allowed to hunt there. Um, but unfortunately, like there is a lot of bears and a lot of moose and a lot of deer and a lot of foxes and a lot of coyotes. And I just, I think that when the real estate agent is smart, right? They drive you in from the side of the city where like it's less wild and there's more houses and there's not as much just forest as far as you can see for like hours. Um, Anyways, let's get back to pinball. So I picked uh, Escher Lefkoff, uh, Robert Gagno, Phil Birnbaum, Joe Lemire, and the world's most okayest pinter, Mr. Ian Harewer. I think Ian Harewer is a steal. I believe he was 25 bucks. So it costs five more bucks to get Ian than me? Come on. And I have no chance. So, yeah. Uh, Ian got second place, of course, at the... Uh, New York City Pinball Championships in the Classics, and he's played several Pimbergs, and he's been in lots of big pinball tournaments, so he knows a thing or 12 about how to play pinball there. Now, that is my roster. If you guys think you want to be part of this, they maybe, I don't know if they're even still letting new people in. I think they are, but feel free to send me a message, and I will invite you if you happen to know many of the other people I mentioned there. Like, I know Joe Cervino has one. Uh, I know Mike Castleman's part of the group. Uh, Tim Sexton, Joe Lemire, uh, Neil J. J. McRae. I'm just kind of going through here. Oh, Keith Elowin is part of the group as well. So that's kind of cool. You get to chat with Keith Elowin and, and uh, kind of, you know, chat a little around with him. By the way, Keith Elowin, if you're listening to this, you better accept my freaking friend request. I had to resend it today and I sent him a nice long letter. It's kind of a fanboy letter here, but what did I say? I said, hey, Keith. I sent you a friend request because you're my fave pinball designer and player. I have mentioned you probably a hundred times on the Pinball Nerds podcast and would be super rad to have you on my friends list. Cheers. So, yeah, Mr. Elowin, because I know you listen to every episode, of course, or someone who's friends with him listens to every episode. Be cool if you took my friend request. Now, when I first sent him the friend request, it was like a year ago, and, uh, you know, uh, there, I wasn't that much into the pinball, and I didn't have, we didn't have that many friends in common. Now we have 250 friends in common, so let's go. Now, I want to take a second here and talk about Stern's next game. I truly believe it will be Jurassic Park, not Jurassic World, and I'm glad it's going to be Jurassic Park. It's going to need those retro feels in it. Am I right? I will be doing another podcast when they reveal that it is Jurassic Park by Keith Elowin. That's my whole kind of little tie-in for today. I don't know for sure if that's true, that that's going to be it. Uh, I loved the original Jurassic Park. I liked the second Jurassic Park. I stopped watching it after that. I fell asleep in the drive or at the drive-in. Now, mind you, it was the second or third movie at the drive-in. So, you know, by that second or third movie, it's kind of... You know, you're getting a little tie-tie, even if you like the movie. But I love Chris Pratt, or I loved Chris Pratt when he was on Parks and Rec. Um, and But I fell asleep during Jurassic World. It wasn't even scary enough to keep me awake. And I freak out. I get scared about things. So, yeah. Who knows? I, 
I mean, I kind of hope it is that. I, I, I mean, I can't imagine what else it would be that I would want worse. I don't know if I would prefer. I know in the the pinball degenerates page, Mister. Shout out again to Mister. Joe Cherovino though. There, the uh, man himself, who was the man behind getting us. Uh, National Pinball Day on Roger Sharp's birthday. I know that's over a thousand signatures, so let's keep that going if you haven't done that on change.org yet. But um, he had put a picture of a shark. Now, I believe it was uh, Chevy Chase in a, in a shark, but no, wait, it was a Steve Martin. No, I think it was Chevy Chase, and I joked, oh, do you mean Funny Farm? Because I've been thinking about Funny Farm a lot since I moved out here to the East Coast. But uh, I really do think it will be Jurassic Park. I think it's going to be Keith Elwin's next game. And I'll tell you why I'm so stoked for it. It's not because currently right now in my life am I a big Jurassic Park fan, okay? It's because Iron Maiden was the best game of last year. I think I also mentioned that in the Pinball Nerds podcast awards, which I did back in December. Um, it has the best shots. It has the best rule set. It has good animations it has good callouts it just but it shoots like a freaking dream and if it weren't for keith ellowen joining stern you would have had to keep listening to this pinball nerd here complain about how newer sterns don't have enough flippers i'm glad that he brought back the four flipper game and i hope they're here to stay no not every single solitary machine needs to have four flippers but i don't want to see like just two flippers at the bottom with an Italian bottom and then like one flipper in the upper play field, like kind of like, I guess like Black Knight sort of rage or something, even though that's, you know, I can't wait to play it. I still haven't played it. Am I the only pinball podcaster that still hasn't played Black Knight sort of rage? I will be playing that at pinup when I go back, when I leave for Pinburg in six days. Okay. Or to head back to Ontario to head towards Pinburg in six days. I will get the opportunity. I was supposed to stream it. I wasn't able to stream it, but I will get the opportunity to play it. And I'm very stoked to play it. I will do another podcast for you later on. Uh, you know, just doing an update. If there's anything to update, I'm sure it's good. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Jurassic Park. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Keith Elowen, but I'll try to do like an update and maybe I'll mix it with a another classic Pinball Nerds top five because I am working on one of those for you guys right now. But like I said to Chris last night, with me having moved across the country now, with me having less time for, well, not having to make any time for streaming, this podcast is going to make a comeback better than ever. The last three or four weeks, I've been a little bit preoccupied. I haven't been as kind and funny and good-natured and witty as usual, and I apologize for that. I gave some hot takes on uh, Willy Wonka, and I got a little shout-out for that, for the sound. And I listened to the entire flipping out stream there last night with Special When Lit, with Ken Cromwell, Bill Webb, Steve Beattie, uh, Zach Many called into the show, quite a few other people called into the show. I wasn't able to, to stay and listen to the whole thing. I just was too exhausted from being a homesteader now. Got the whole garden planted, by the way. But So I was in there last night and I was chatting and I felt good about it for the first time. And it was just really nice. I feel like I'm back. I'm going to have to be back to like, I'll just have to forget about my pre-streaming days for now, you know, and worry about doing it once in a while, a couple times a month, and just get back into it and be back into my regular happy-go-lucky, fun, pinball nerd self. Because for a while there, pinball reminded me of how I was moving across the country, and then more recently, how I wasn't going to get to stream anymore. So it was a little harder, but I'm back, baby. I'm back. 
Want to let you know that we started today's podcast off with Amelia Curran. Uh, that was my wife's pick. She's from Newfoundland. So I'm going to try to do some East Coast feels while I'm out here, some, some East Coast tunes. And uh, yeah, we've been playing a lot of women on the podcast lately. Uh, Mr. Joe Slavaji, Silvaji, I believe it is, Silvaji. Uh, was on the show. It's pronounced Silvaji. Thank you so much to all the listeners for that one. You guys were just happy to hear me have someone on the show again. I think that one's already up past 80, which is pretty good. I was, you know, usually it was taking almost a week to get to even 70 with some of my newer ones. So I was really happy about that. I want to see the numbers get up around 80 again. And part of the way to do that is to keep the shows short, concise, to the point, go off topic less. Didn't do great with that one today, but I'm working on it. And uh, keep introducing you guys like, you know, I, I have my theme songs back. I am getting a new theme song from Mr. Eric Norwood, my sound engineer. He's been diligently working on it, and I will have that up for you guys in as little as six days, as long as maybe ten max. But before I go to Pinburg, this Pinball Nerds podcast will have a brand new theme song. That's right. And it may or may not have a guest appearance from, like, a major celeb. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so yeah, I brought you guys in there with a little Amelia Curran watershed. That was a nice mellow tunes for your happy listening today. And we are going to exit with Joe Silvaggi's recommendation of Skating Polly. These guys rock. They're pretty cool. I couldn't even choose which song to listen to, but we're going to be going out today with a little bit of their cheap. I'm free. Until next time, eat, sleep, Pimber, Pimmer.